0: Today, we have the privilege of having Caleb and Melissa Jabella with us. Uh, they're here with their two kids. They are our new missionaries that we are supporting. They labor in Papua New Guinea, and Caleb is here to preach the Word of God to us. And afterwards, in the afternoon service, they'll present their ministry to us. So we are blessed to have them here. Uh, We are also blessed to get to hear uh, Caleb come and preach the Word of God to us. Well, if you have your Bibles, please turn with me to the book of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 15. This will be our text this morning. a well-known passage from the New Testament in the context, as most of us probably are aware, regarding the resurrection of Christ, the resurrection of his people, and the consummation of this age. Let me read a few verses here in 1 Corinthians 15 and then pray and ask the Lord to bless his word. 1 Corinthians 15, let me begin at verse 22. For in Adam, everyone dies, but in Christ, we will be made alive. But each in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, then at his coming, those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end, when Christ delivers the kingdom to God the Father, after destroying every rule and every authority, and every power. Let's pray. Father, send your spirit to bless your word as it's preached, as we consider this text from 1 Corinthians 15, verse 24. Open up our minds to understand and to believe and to obey. In the name of Christ, amen. Well, the verse we're focusing on here is verse 24. Let me read it again. Then comes... The end, when Christ delivers the kingdom to God the Father after destroying every rule and every authority and every power. As we consider the the death of Christ, which is central and fundamental to Christianity, there are certain and clear purposes of the death of Christ. And I'm sure we all agree with that in this room. There's a reason why he died on the cross. One main biblical purpose, or reason, for the death of Christ on the cross is to establish a kingdom. To establish a kingdom. And this relates to missions because it's through missions that Jesus establishes his worldwide kingdom. One primary goal of missions, or we could say the Great Commission, or world evangelism, one of the primary goals is for Christ's kingdom to be established throughout the earth. One day, the mission will be completed. The end will come. And as we see here in our text, Christ will give the kingdom over to God the Father. The kingdom will finally be established fully and completely. So the purpose of the message this morning is to show how the mission, the end... And the kingdom are closely related. And to spur us on as Christians, as Christ's people, to do this mission so that the end comes and Christ hands over the kingdom to God the Father. That's the purpose of this morning's sermon. So this will be the focus of the message. Looking at this topic specifically from 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty four, The mission, the end. The kingdom. Let's begin here with our first main point as we consider the end. Look at our text here. In the context of 1 Corinthians 15, we know it's about the resurrection, the resurrection of Christ, but obviously this relates also to the resurrection of God's people and his return. And here we see in verse 24 then comes the end. There is an end and it's coming. 1 Corinthians 15, that's clear. It's also a theme in First and 2 Thessalonians and 2 Peter and throughout the book of Revelation. The simple truth that there's an end and the end is coming. Jesus' people must believe this fact and live accordingly. History is on a timeline and one day, as we see, especially in the New Testament teaching, it will come to an end. And the end is imminent. Gen- uh, Revelation 22, Jesus says, I am coming soon. It's imminent. Because this age or this world is soon coming to an end, God's people must not consider it our home, but focus on the mission. Right? This age, this world, the way we see it now is coming to an end. So certainly, as the people of God, as those who believe in the gospel and the message of the kingdom, we should not focus in this world. We should not be living our lives for this world, but focusing on the mission. Jesus' followers should pray for the end to come. Our desire should not be, let's just continue to live in this cursed world. Revelation 22, towards the end, the prayer, come, come. Lord Jesus. Christians should desire the end to come, right? The return of our Savior and the establishment of the kingdom. God's people should be, according to Second Peter 3, hastening the coming of the day of the Lord, the return of Christ. We should be hastening it, right? We should be seeking in our power in our obedience to the mission to cause Christ's return and to cause him to come back Well, how can Christ's people hasten the coming? Or we could put it this way, how could we quicken the end? Well, according to the words of Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 24, by preaching the gospel throughout the entire world, where Jesus says right after that, then the end will come. This is the mission that Jesus has given to his people. There's one primary goal, one primary task, one primary mission that Jesus has given his people, and that's to do the work of the kingdom, to proclaim the gospel to the nations, and then the end will come. This is how the end and missions are closely related. Do you see? Jesus' followers do missions until the end. Or, said another way, the end will come when the mission is completed Jesus relates or connects the end and mission's not only in Matthew 24 the verse i just quoted Matthew 24:14 where he says preach the gospel throughout the entire world and then the end will come but he connects and relates the mission and the end not only in chapter 24 but also in chapter 28 the well-known passage of the great commission where his promised presence to the end is direct, directly related and connected to the mission. One biblical way to define missions is in the very words of Jesus Christ, where he says in Matthew 24:14, "Preach the gospel throughout the entire world, and then the end will come." That's a great definition for missions. So according to Jesus, the end will come when His followers fulfill the mission to preach the gospel throughout the entire world. That's how the end will come. That's what will cause Christ to return. Our obedience to and fulfillment of the Great Commission. Do you want to see Christ return? Do you want to see the end of this age come? Do you want to be ushered into the new creation? It is hinged on our fulfillment of the Great Commission. So our response should be obedience to this call to do the mission, to evangelize the world, to see the gospel proclaimed to the nations. And when the end does come, Jesus will deliver or hand over the kingdom to God the Father. And that's our text here in 1 Corinthians 15. The end will come, and Christ will give the full kingdom to God the Father. This is one of the most amazing statements in the scriptures, as we consider the end, as we consider the kingdom. And Christ completes the work and then gives it to God the Father so that God the Father would be all in all, that he would be glorified. And this leads to our second main point in consideration this morning, the kingdom. Look back at our text in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 24 specifically. Then comes the end, and notice what the Holy Spirit tells us next, when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father. So we saw the end. The end is coming. It relates to missions. We should do missions so that the end comes. But what happens at the end here? Christ hands over the kingdom to God the Father. There is a kingdom. Just like there's an end. There is a kingdom, and it's a true kingdom. It's a kingdom of God. This is the theme of... One of the themes of the book of Revelation. The word kingdom is used all throughout the book of Revelation. Reminding us, teaching us that there's a kingdom. A kingdom of God. A kingdom in this world. A kingdom of, of Satan as well. But the true kingdom is the kingdom of God. And here we read in our text in 1 Corinthians 15 that in the end, Christ will deliver this kingdom to God the Father. Jesus' people must believe this fact that there's a kingdom and live accordingly. This world is not our home. This world is not our kingdom. So we should not live as if it was, but live in the reality and in the fact that Christ's kingdom is the true kingdom. And one day he will give that to God the Father. It's a kingdom not of this world. Remember in John chapter 18, Jesus under trial, and he says, my kingdom's not of this world. Our kingdom as Christians is the kingdom of Christ. It's the kingdom of God. It's the kingdom of heaven. It's a spiritual kingdom. It's the most real kingdom, but it's not of this world. It's of a different world. It's of a different age. And the kingdom is coming. The kingdom now is being built. The kingdom will one day be finalized and truly seen by all people. And all those outside the kingdom will bow the knee to the king and be cast out. Jesus often used the phrase, the kingdom. Read through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus is often speaking of the kingdom. It's a theme in many of his teachings, especially in the Gospel of Matthew and the Gospel of Luke, as he speaks of the kingdom. Many of his parables focus on the kingdom. So certainly it was important to Christ. Certainly it should be important to his people and to us. Jesus himself did kingdom work. And he preached the message of the kingdom. Jesus went throughout all the villages proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. It says that in Matthew 4 and in Matthew chapter 9. Jesus was consumed with the idea of this kingdom. He spoke about it. He preached about it. And he went to all of the villages telling them the kingdom of heaven has come. It was foremost in his thinking and in his speaking and preaching, and should it not be in ours as well? When you go to work, when you're a family, when you come to church, we should be considering and thinking of the kingdom of God. This is another way to biblically define missions continuing the work Jesus began by preaching the gospel of the kingdom throughout the world, focusing on those peoples, those people groups that have not yet heard this message. That's another biblical way to define missions. Christ has begun the work. He went announcing the message of the kingdom, calling people to enter the kingdom. Missions is, one way to biblically define it, continuing this work that Jesus has begun, announcing the message of the kingdom and calling people into it, especially among the peoples of this world that have not yet heard this message. Biblical missionaries, we could put it this way, are those who go to the nations announcing the message of the kingdom. That's a biblical missionary. We are to prioritize this kingdom in our thinking and in our actions. We are to prioritize this kingdom. Isn't that what Jesus said in Matthew 6? Seek first the kingdom, the kingdom of God. It was already mentioned this morning, this passage from Matthew chapter 6. Are you? That's the question. Jesus says, seek first his kingdom. Are you? Do you? Is the kingdom of God central in your life? Is it foundational to what you believe? Does it determine how you speak? How you work, what you watch, how you deal with your children, what your marriage is like. Is the kingdom of God what is most important in your life? And obviously everything that's connected to it. Every individual in this world, listen to this. Every individual in this world, man, woman, boy, girl, doesn't matter what color skin you have, doesn't matter what language you speak, what country you grew up in, what your status is, what your political party is, every individual in this world is either in the kingdom or not. That's how this world is divided. Those who belong to Christ and those who don't. You know, in our day and age, especially in our country, we speak about so many different things that divide people, right? We all are aware of this. Well, let me tell you based on what scripture teaches. There's one great division. Those who are in the kingdom and those who are not. Where are you? A purpose of missions is to go to those people groups in this world who have not yet heard the message of the kingdom and to tell them to come. That's missions. That's the term that we use, right? We think in Matthew 28, Jesus says what we call the Great Commission. And all throughout the Gospels, he tells us to do this mission. Well, this is it. One way to biblically define it or to understand it. Going to the nations, the peoples especially who have not yet heard, and tell them there's a kingdom. And tell them to come in to this kingdom. And the clear fact regarding this kingdom is that Jesus is king. That's the clear fact of this kingdom. There is one king, and that king is Christ. We read in Zechariah 9, fulfilled in Matthew chapter 21, it says, your king is coming. Who's that referring to? We know it speaks of Christ. In Revelation chapter 1, as I mentioned, Revelation has this major theme of the kingdom In Revelation chapter 1, it says Jesus is, quote, the ruler of the kings of the earth, unquote. That's Jesus. There are presidents and prime ministers. There are generals. There are those in government. There are the rich, those who influence the world and the way history is run. But let me tell you this. Jesus is the king. In Revelation 19, it says Jesus is the king of kings. It doesn't matter who it is, they will bow to the true king. It doesn't matter who you are, you will bow to the true king. And all those in Papua New Guinea where we are, and it doesn't matter what continent of this earth, everyone will bow to the king of this kingdom. One of the goals of missions is to declare to the unevangelized people groups of this world that there is no king but Christ. That's the mission that we're called to do. Maybe you've never thought about missions before. Maybe you're not considering missions in your life. Maybe it's not important to you. I hope from the message you hear this morning that you prioritize the kingdom and that it's our responsibility, as we've already noticed, to hasten the coming of Christ. Well, how will that happen? It will happen when we go to the nations to do the work of the kingdom and tell them about the gospel And to enter this kingdom. So our response to this clear fact that Christ is king. Our clear response should be obedience to the king. Should it not? Obedience to our king regarding the mission of the kingdom. There is a king. He is Christ. He has a kingdom. And he's given us, his people, work to do for the kingdom. What should our response be? Obedience to the call of the king. To do the work of the kingdom. We are not on planet earth to build our own empires, just to have your career, just to have your savings, just to build your house. That's why we're not here. We're not here for that. We are here to do the work of the kingdom. Are you? The message of missions is this, calling the nations to allegiance with the King of Kings. That's the the message of missions. We go to the nations, whatever country it is, whatever people group it is, whatever language it is, whatever city it is, and we tell them to have allegiance with the king. Now the doors are open. Now Christ calls people to enter his kingdom. But one day, the doors will be shut. Jesus tells a very amazing parable about that, and we all know it from the book of Matthew. Jesus has made his people a kingdom. We read that in Revelation chapter 1. So, in other words, only those who belong to Christ are part of his kingdom. Are there any in this room who do not belong to Christ? You are not part of the kingdom, you are outside. But today the doors are open. Come into the kingdom. Reject the things of your life. Reject the things of this world. And come to the true kingdom. Bow to Christ today. Those who belong to Jesus are part of his kingdom. And those of us in this room who are Christians. What joy. Because we belong to the kingdom. Right? We, our eyes have been opened. We see the truth. We see the King. We have been transferred out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of His beloved Son. We've already read that passage this morning as well. And those of you in this room who have been born again by the Spirit of God, who have been brought into this kingdom, you have joy that is abundant. You don't care about this world, you don't care what happens to this world in the ultimate sense, because we belong to the kingdom. We will be brought to the new creation. We will have eternal life. And one day we will see the king face to face. But my friends, those of you in this room, and I don't know who you are, this is the first time I've come here. But it doesn't matter where I go, I seek to preach the gospel and call people to come to Christ. I don't know who you are, but those of you who do not belong to Christ, man or woman, old or young, today you come. Be part of... Of this kingdom that will last. Because Christ is building a kingdom of his people. Revelation chapter 1. Do you want to be part of this kingdom? That's the question for you who are unbelievers. Christ's people are part of the greatest. Most extensive kingdom that has ever existed. You know we we, we read history books of Alexander the Great. We think of the Empire of Rome. We think of America. But let me tell you this there is no kingdom that will surpass and be more important than the kingdom of Jesus Christ. That's the kingdom we want to be part of. That's the kingdom that we go to the nations telling them of and inviting them to be part of. That's the work of missions. See how it relates to the kingdom and missions in the end? The kingdom of Jesus is greater than and surpasses the kingdom of this world. Revelation chapter 11. There's a kingdom of this world, but it's passing away. There have been kingdoms in this world. What's happened to every one of them? They've passed away. But there is a kingdom that will not pass away. And it's the kingdom that is greater than the kingdom of this world. It's the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Are you part of this kingdom? Are you doing kingdom work for this kingdom? That's what missions is all about. So, shouldn't our our response be to do the mission of establishing this kingdom? Shouldn't this be our response? There's a kingdom. Christ has called us to do kingdom work. So, what should our response be? Let's do it. Let's do the work of the kingdom. Let's do missions, let's fulfill the Great Commission. Let's bring this message to the nations so that they too will be brought in. God has his people throughout all the world. And many people, groups in this world have still not heard this message. How are they going to hear? How are they going to be brought into the kingdom? This kingdom is offered extensively to everyone. Isn't that amazing? You know, what club... What country, what group, what cause is available to everyone, is open to everyone, invites everyone? doesn't matter where you grew up. What is your home in this world? What color our skin is? What language we spoke, like I said? Those things don't matter. Everyone is invited to come to the kingdom. Jesus speaks of this in Matthew chapter 8. Many will come from the east... Many will come from the West, and what are they going to do? They're going to come into the kingdom. And we're going to be with them there. The message of the kingdom, the message of the gospel is offered to everyone. And it's offered to you this morning. If you're not a Christian, it's offered to you to come. If you are a Christian, the message for you this morning is to be more active, be more dedicated, be more devoted to the work of this kingdom. This is yet another way that the kingdom relates to missions. Missions is the task of calling all peoples, especially those who have not yet heard, to join the kingdom. That's missions. We should never forget or neglect those who have not yet heard. I think that's one of the main problems of missions in our day and age. Among evangelical churches, we are tending to forget and neglect those who have not yet heard. Well, they're difficult to get to. So? Christ calls us to bring the gospel to all peoples, to invite all peoples into this kingdom. Not only those who've already heard. Well, how do peoples of this world get into the kingdom? How does anyone in this world, on this planet, get into the kingdom? Well, Jesus uses one word, and he says the same thing in Matthew 3 and in Matthew chapter 24, as it relates to the kingdom and entrance into the kingdom. And he says one word, and he says this. He says, repent. Matthew 3 and Matthew 4, he says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is here. The kingdom of heaven is here. It's not that it might come. It's not that it's going to come only in the future. It will be finalized. There will be a consummation. But the kingdom of heaven is already here. It's already working. People have already been brought into the kingdom. So how does anyone else who's not in the kingdom get in? Jesus says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is here. In other words, turn away from this kingdom And go into his kingdom. Leave the kingdom of Satan. Leave the kingdom of darkness. And go into the kingdom of God. Into the kingdom of light. That's repentance. And God calls the world to repent. It's a message the world doesn't want to hear. But that is the message of missions. We don't go to the nations trying to make them feel good. The Bible says nobody's good. Jesus says repent. Jesus himself came with an unpopular message, right? He walked this earth. He preached a message of the kingdom. And look what they did to him. But that should not cause us to change the message. Jesus says, go to the nations, invite them into the kingdom. But the entrance into the kingdom is through repentance. Missions is about obeying Jesus' call to go proclaim to the world that the kingdom of heaven is here. Matthew chapter 10. That's what missions is all about. Whether we go to Papua New Guinea, whether we go to Africa, whether we go to Asia, doesn't matter. We go to the nations, we go to all peoples, all languages, and we tell them God's kingdom is here. Are you going to be part of it? Are you going to repent of your sins? Are you going to believe in the king of the kingdom, Jesus Christ? So, this is how missions and the kingdom are related. Do you see? How should you respond? How should we respond? We hear the word of God, we should believe it, we should obey it. And this morning, we hear the words of Christ. We've heard different passages from throughout the scriptures as we consider the kingdom. But the question is, how should you respond? So an assignment that I could give you, go home this week, consider this message that's been preached and pray about it and say, Lord, if you're a Christian, I am part of the kingdom. I want to do more work for the kingdom. Lord, show me. Lord, open doors. Because I want to be busy doing the work of the kingdom. I don't want to be busy doing work for this world. Lord, show me. That's an assignment for you this week. Shouldn't we be more dedicated and devoted to the mission of the kingdom? If God's kingdom is what is most important, shouldn't we be more dedicated? More devoted? More committed? And how sad it is, many Christians are not. So that's the challenge for you this morning as a church. As we hear the word of God, considering this topic, the end, the mission, the kingdom, how will you respond? And when all the work of missions is finally done, see one day it will be, one day the work will be done. And when it's done, And when this age is over, and this world comes to an end, Jesus will deliver the kingdom to God the Father. Are you going to be part of that kingdom? Are you going to have investment in that kingdom? So when Jesus gives the kingdom to the Father, you're going to be part of it and you're going to have investment in it. Just think of the sad reality, the terrifying reality of everyone who does not. And that's the point here in 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty four. The end will come, and Christ will hand over the kingdom to God the Father. Our desire should be to complete the work of missions. In other words, proclaiming the message of the kingdom to the nations. That should be our desire. If, that, if you're a Christian, that is your desire, right? You want people to come into the kingdom. You want people to be saved. You want the message to go to the nations especially those people groups who have not yet heard. So that the end will come and Jesus will hand over the kingdom to God the Father. So that's our second main point, the kingdom. Now in conclusion. So we saw first the end. There's an end and it's coming. And it relates to missions. As we do missions, it will hasten the coming of Christ. And as we complete missions, as Jesus says in Matthew 24, the end will come. Then we saw after that the end will come and Christ will hand over the kingdom to God the Father. That was our second main point in consideration this morning from 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty-four. So now in conclusion. We have seen from scripture that one of the main biblical purposes or reasons for the death of Christ is the establishment of the kingdom. So as we partake of the Lord's Supper this morning, what's one of the purposes of his death? the establishment of the kingdom. So even this morning, which will be a unique way this morning, considering the message we've heard. As you take the Lord's Supper, consider his kingdom. Consider his death on a cross to establish this kingdom. We heard this morning that this relates to missions because it's through missions that Jesus, is, Jesus establishes his kingdom. Do you see that? He doesn't just, in a random way, superficially, without us, make his kingdom happen. He does it through missions, through the gospel being preached, through the kingdom being advanced in this world. And that's how the two relate. Missions and the kingdom. And we've been reminded that one primary goal of missions is for Christ's kingdom to be established through the earth, through the preaching of the gospel. We also saw from our text here in 1 Corinthians 15, 24, that the end is coming. That should be a sober reality and truth to all of us. The end is coming. We've seen that here from our text and from some of the words of Christ in the Gospels as well. That the end is coming. And how the mission, the end, and the kingdom are closely related. And that's what I tried to convey to you this morning. The kingdom, the end, I'm sorry, the end the mission, and the kingdom, and how they're closely related, and how we should respond to these realities. So the question for you this morning, and I've put a few, but the question again, how will you respond? Will you respond to this text, to this message from the word of God, 1 Corinthians chapter 15? How will we corporately, collectively, respond to the message we heard from God's word here in 1 Corinthians 15, as we consider the end, the mission, and the kingdom. Won't you do more for the mission as we see the end approaching? Won't you do more? Jesus has died to save his people from among all the peoples of this globe. Just think of that as we partake of the Lord's Supper this morning and we remember Christ hanging upon the cross to save his people. He didn't die just to save us. He died to save his people from among all the peoples of this world. Every people group, every language group, he died to save them. So let's consider that this morning. He has called us to the mission of proclaiming his gospel to the peoples. Not only the peoples that have already been reached, and that's what I've tried to emphasize as well this morning. Not only those who have already heard the gospel, but all peoples in order that he establish his kingdom. That's Christ's desire. That's God the Father's desire. That's the Holy Spirit's desire to see his kingdom come and be established. And when this work of the mission is finally completed, and I'm looking forward to that day, and I hope you are as well, that's going to be an amazing day. It's going to be an amazing accomplishment for Christ and for his people. And when the mission is completed then the end will come and Christ will deliver the kingdom to God the Father. And I hope you're part of it. And I hope the people in Papua New Guinea are part of it and every people group in this world. This is what missions is all about. So let's do it. Father, we've heard from your word this morning in 1 Corinthians 15. And I pray that you would send your spirit to use it to convict us, to move us to further and deeper obedience and that we in this room and this church in particular would be more dedicated and devoted to the work of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen.